Welcome to the Bills Backers of Kansas City podcast with Zach Face and that dude who looks like an illiterate Wolverine. Yeah. Randy, get over here. What's going on, Bills Backers? Randy? Oh, holy cow. Holy cow. Yeah, you know, that game just as a whole for me, it felt different. Um, just I feel I feel right, Brian. <laughs> I I don't know how else to explain just but it it's crazy to me when you look at Allen's progression from last season alone. You look at when he played against the Patriots primetime last year, it seemed like he was just kind of out of it a little bit. Um, definitely nervous before. This game, he was calm and collective. Nothing phased the kid at all. Nothing. Um, bad calls, didn't bother him. No calls, didn't bother him. He he only got hit, what, once? He was kept relatively yeah. clean. Yeah, let's talk about that offensive line play because Josh Allen has had – such good protection these last three weeks and I think it's been part not not entirely but part of the reason why we've seen such a prolific stretch from him yeah I I completely agree I I've been impressed by Botger's play um because I was not too enthused about him the last few weeks um but we've seen improvement and on top of that Feliciano he just loves this team he tackled Lee Smith so hard (laughs) that was great (laughs) um but other than that, yeah, Mitch Morse was – I saw on Twitter he knocked two guys out in like a matter of like five seconds. So uh, he's doing exactly what we paid him to do. Yeah, Mitch Morse is looking clean right now. Nothing – you know, the, the conversations that we were having earlier in the year about, well, maybe he needs to hang it up, blah, blah, blah. I mean, those pretty much can go out the window. Um, the dude is, is killing it as a center. And yeah. as a big guy, I approve. Yeah, I definitely agree. On top of that, when you look at things in the nature of our play as a whole, everyone's saying we're, we've peaked right now. In, in December, the end of December, that's perfect time to finally be peaking. Um, I don't know if I can completely agree with it because our offense has pretty much looked good all year when they let Allen and Diggs do their thing. However, there have been games where – they were too worried about running the football and trying to do what the other team was doing to possess the football instead of just scoring points, which we got to see a different side of that um, Bill's team yesterday, which was Allen just continuing to throw the football, even though the Patriots were running the ball nonstop running down our throats on the first two drives. It didn't stop him. Uh, they, Tried running it a little bit, and it was somewhat successful, but ultimately they let Allen throw the ball, and, man, did he sling it. It is amazing to watch this this team, and I think McDermott under, understands the pain that uh, Bills fans have gone through for 20 years because when they were up by 31 points and they're still out there slinging it, it just made – it brought me so much joy uh, oh, to yeah. to watch the Patriots be on the other side of a – just a, a curb stomping. The one thing that I wish it had was fans in the stands because I just want to see the looks on those smug faces. I, I, yeah, 
honestly, that was exactly what I thought during that game. A commentator said that Belichick was pissed off uh, that the Bills threw it deep when they were already up big. And I'm like, have a taste of your own medicine, Bill. You did it to us for how many years? It's about time that we don't take our foot off the ass on the Patriots and kind of demoralize the team. Um, Josh Allen has had more touchdown passes in Gillette Stadium than Cam Newton has had all season. In fact, he had double the touchdown passes that Cam has had all season in Gillette. Yeah, so the, the question remains here. Is it a result of Cam Newton or is it a result of the Patriots offense just being anemic? Because I don't necessarily think Newton's as washed as he appears. I will say his arm looked awful in some of those throws. But I think overall the Patriots offense is broken. Yeah, they definitely don't have receivers. Of course, Edelman's out. Um, And that's a big blow to their offense. I hate the guy, but he's good. Um, At the same point, you know, he has Harry, but Harry has he has not performed very well for them. Very, very much so underperformed. And it seemed like at times there was guys open and he was just skipping the ball across the ground. And you can't do that. you got to at least give the receiver a chance to catch the ball. I think if the receivers were dropping it, you know, there was that early one that potentially would have been a touchdown that was completely dropped. That one, I've got to say, that was a perfect ball by, by Cam. But there's quite a few throws in that game that I was not impressed by by Cam Newton, and I was not surprised that they wouldn't have stood him in the second half. Yeah, I was not surprised either. I'll say this. This is my final word on this game. I'm so sorry for you that you didn't come back to Western New York for the holidays because to walk around town today, um, you know, safely distanced and whatnot, but to walk around town, just everyone is so happy. The mood is just, the, the, the world is, the, the skies may be gray, but people are acting as though it's 80 degrees and sunny out today. It was just the best victory Tuesday I've seen in a while. I wanted to yell go bills to everyone that I saw. (laughs) Yeah. and, And on top of that, you just talk about the team as a whole, everybody's producing, even Dawson drops caught the football numerous times in that game with passes that were probably not the easiest catch in the world and Chris in in most part one of them was a what do they say toe drag swag uh he definitely did that at one point in the game um on top of that he had a great catch in the end zone as well I was impressed with him I was not impressed with um what's that running back's name I'm purposely forgetting because he scored against us in the Texans game or put them in scoring position. Him who shall not be named third string running back drops the ball in the back of the end zone. (laughs) Yeah. Good old Taiwan Jones. Yeah. You're not supposed to say his name, but it was a, it was a good pass. It was perfect by Allen. He saw him open in the back of the end zone and just, completely dropped it but there's been progressions on Allen in this game that I was impressed with in fact that pass to Lee Smith it was a perfect float touch pass that allowed Lee Smith to get yards after the catch 
quite a few. He floated it right on top of the linebacker and completely beautiful. And I don't know if it's granted the Patriots defense is missing a lot of pieces due to COVID, but it doesn't matter. This team had won six games in the NFL going into this game. Um, So they've beaten teams. It just so happens to be, you know, we curb stomped them, which was beautiful. That fake punt to me was a a big screw you to Bill Belichick. Um, they They were definitely not impressed with the Patriots' ability to move the football all too much. They knew if they could stop the run, that they were not worried about Cam Newton passing the ball on them. So I think I that would, that definitely went into the factor of pun or instead of punting the ball there. What do you think on that? So I the I I beg to differ on this and I think a lot of people have said, you know, that that fake punt was a big F you or whatever. It was a you know, we're not gonna take it or whatever. I think that was a result of film study. If you watch the Patriots the first time they played us either this year or maybe it was even last year, um they did the same thing they had the the wide receiver uncovered and they ended up blocking a punt by a boho and scoring and it was the reason they won the game so it must have been last year because we swept them this year um so belichick did the same thing and we recognized it this time that they left the wide receiver uncovered and instead of pulling him in for protection they audibled into a fake punt which i think was a brilliant call yeah and, and I guess we'll never know because Sean McDermott has too much gamesmanship to really come out and say what it was about. Um, but I was impressed with just how smart it was because I don't think they would have audibled into that on their own 35 if it wasn't previously approved by McDermott, which is great. And then on top of that, we were up big and Allen was still throwing it deep. Um, I was – kind of saddened by Cole Beasley getting hurt at the end of the game. He's 33 yards away from a thousand yards for the first time in his career. Um, that would have been awesome to have two thousand yard receivers, but let's hope everything ends up being okay with him. I know they have him listed as week to week, which could mean a number of things that could mean three to four weeks. And we could realistically not see him till if we make it to the Super Bowl, maybe see him then or AFC championship game, or it could possibly mean they sit him next week versus the Dolphins and maybe he plays versus the, um, in the AFC wildcard game or possibly the week after that in the divisional round. We'll see. Um, it's got me nervous, but at least we got John Brown coming back um, for at least that wildcard game if we don't have Beasley. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Beasley is just a two-week injury, and then he'll take next week off and be back for either the first wildcard game or the second uh, divisional game. Yep. But I think, you know, this could have all been avoided. And you know what I'm going to say if he had just unblocked us on Twitter. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, which, you know, as far as other things they could have done is possibly not have Beasley out there in the first place with Matt Barkley throwing the football to him. Um, I, I completely agree when you've got Allen in there who can throw the ball, let him throw the ball and get first downs, but Barkley's not the guy you need to do that with. If you're putting Barkley in, just run the ball. I mean, you're doing it to drain clock. And if, if we get the first down, cool. I mean, it was that point in the game and 
that's two weeks in a row that we had receivers get hurt at the very end of games um, that were completely already out of hand. Um, so who knows what will happen there, but that kind of brings me into my next point. Um, they've already announced that Rudolph will be starting for the Steelers. Um, they're playing the Browns, and, you know, that's their coach did come out and say that basically there's no difference between the second seed and third seed, in his opinion, this year. There's no bye week. They'd rather rest their players. Um, I don't know what McDermott's going to do. I know he mentioned there's a plan, but I definitely worry because, yes, if the Steelers lose that game and we lose, we get the two seed no matter what. Um, but it's not guaranteed that they're going to lose with their backups. In fact, we lost to their backups in the past and avoided going to the playoffs. I'm sure you remember that game. I don't want to talk about that game. Yeah, I know. But I had to bring it up because it, it's not impossible for the Browns to end up still ending up losing that game to the Steelers. It it's completely not out of possibility, which means I think we need to come out there and try to play against the Dolphins, in our opinion, because the difference between playing Baltimore or playing the Colts is a big difference, in my opinion. I know you've got to beat who's, whoever you've got to play. I get that when the time comes. But at this point, I think having that two seed is very important. It guarantees you're not going to play against the Chiefs until the championship game, which I believe – would also technically be the case with the three seed. Um, but at the same point, I'm, I'd am i rather have that extra home game. I don't know what you think about it. I disagree. I think um, I'd rather see them roll out Matt Barkley and the backups next week. Um, I'm totally fine with that. Let the Dolphins get into the playoffs to get knocked out in the first round. That's fine. Um, but I'm – I just don't want any injuries. I want everyone fully healthy going into that first playoff game. See, I think there's an alternative world alternative world here where you can have Allen go out there and rack up 21 points, get a 21-point lead, and bench him then. Um, there, there's been studies that have shown that teams who bench their players, there's been one team who's made it to the Super Bowl by benching their players going into – the playoffs and the rest have pretty much lost every single time there were six games I believe three of them won their first game but then lost their second and then the other three in recent years have lost the first game coming out out into the playoffs so that worries me looking at it in that aspect do you risk the opportunity of our players going cold we're hot right now um, I, I get the aspect of pull them when the game's over. Don't let it get to that point. And I think we might have pulled some of our players a little too late in this last game, Beasley especially. Um, maybe we'll see more inactive guys in stranger positions. I'm not sure. And then maybe throwing in some more wide receivers so you can take out guys like Diggs really early once we get a lead. Um, if our offensive line continues to play like they did yesterday, I'm not worried about Allen getting hit. Um, just trust in, trust in him to know that tomorrow or this Sunday is not the game that he should be taking hits. 
he needs to be smart. If if we lose, we lose. But try your best. Here's, here's my concern with that. We had the same concept for last week, right, with the Patriots. I didn't want Josh Allen taking hits, and he ran on, on a few plays and took shots that were not necessary. The problem is Josh Allen is too much of a competitor to, to not try and get that first down. Yeah, I, and that is the case. But I think, you know, also at the same point, you definitely can send a statement by beating the Dolphins and guarantee a second seed, um, which with the talks through the governor of, of New York right now, it sounds like there's a possibility there might be some fans and, you know, the small amount of fans that he's potentially proposing might not make a huge difference, but hey, it's a home game, an extra home game in Buffalo in the playoffs. Here's here's where my my prediction is on this, right? So who are we fighting with for the number two seed? It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. The Steelers, if they get the number two seed, I could still see the Steelers being a first round exit, which means that the three seed would become equivalent to the two seed. Um so that's, that's why I don't think it's as big of a deal to play for the two seed. And I think I'm more aligned with Mike Tomlin on this as much as I hate to align myself with Mike Tomlin because, ooh, but uh, yeah, I think that is the logic. And I think there's, there's no reason. I don't think that's his logic. <laughs> <laughs> there's no reason you trot. Now, now I would not be opposed to doing what they did against the jets in 2019 trot Josh Allen out there and, and I know this is a bad example because this is the year that we lost to the Jets and had we won we would have actually gone up a seed um, but trot, uh, trot Josh Allen out there for a quarter or maybe maybe even just a couple of drives and then let him rest so that way he still gets in game he still gets the the reps um, but I, I don't I don't I don't really see a need to do it. I don't want to risk the injury and I will be livid if anyone gets hurt. You do have a fair point. I would say with the Steelers losing a game, I agree with you. I, I didn't see the Steelers beating the Browns, even with their starters, to be quite honest with you. Um, The Steelers team has taken a nosedive. They were paper tigers to begin with, like you've said, and I could realistically see them losing the first game in the playoffs you're you're probably spot on on that decision there. However, I don't know. I like the idea of our team staying hot, but at the same point, I was very nervous seeing Beasley get hurt, and I would hate to see that happen to Diggs or Brown um, as he comes back off his injury that he had. And you got to remember, the Dolphins are playing a physical brand of football right now. They're kind of playing the brand of football that the Bills were playing in 2017. Um, very, very defensive heavy. I mean, they don't have an offense. They're scoring 17, 18 points a game and w- are winning by defense. Um, so I don't know if I want to expose some of our wide receivers to some of these hard-hitting plays. Yep. That's, that's a fair point. I do look at this, and one thing I want to bring up that we can't help but not bring up is good old Fitz Magic. Um, how about his play, his no-luck pass, that was absolutely beautiful. I was not rooting for the Dolphins, but at the same point, I can't help but root for Fitz. Um, Patrick Mahomes said that that was the best no-look pass he's ever seen. So I think we can now take the crown from Mahomes for the no-look pass and put it on Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
Yeah, that that'd be beautiful. Um, and that that's another thing is they they did announce Tua was going to start against the Bills. I think that's a bad decision by their coach. If they want to win this game, I think they need to play Fitzpatrick. He gives them the best chance to win. I think Tua could be a great quarterback in the National Football League, but he's not ready yet. It was a very limited offseason. Things were different. It was probably not the right time to put him in that situation. I think Flores has put himself in a horrible position with that quarterback situation. Um, to uh, I, I understand why he's starting him because most people think, and, and I think even Brian Flores realizes that if the Dolphins make the playoffs, they're probably not going very deep. So I think he is under the impression, let me see what Tua's got in a game that means this much to figure out, do I need to draft in the another quarterback? Because they're going to be, even though they're making the playoffs, the Dolphins are in this weird situation where they're still going to have a top three pick yep. uh, due to a trade that they made. Yep, they get that Texans pick, which Texans were horrendous this year. Um, so getting screwed by the Texans the very next year um that sucks um but at the same point i don't know it's it's a tough move by the dolphins because of course they're in a must-win situation and i i just don't know even against our backups how much two is going to be able to move the ball because we only have so much backup defense i mean we're probably still going to see potentially poyer out there milano on there a few snaps like sprinkling some guys in, Klein out there sometimes. Um, defensive line, it seems like, you know, they're probably just going to rotate. Um, it's not going to be an easy defense to go up against even with our backups. Now, Matt Barkley, on the other hand, if we have Barkley out there, I don't think we're going to put up very much points. I would be completely shocked if we put up more than 10 points on Sunday. If we have Nobody hands the ball off better than Matt Barkley. Yeah. I mean, that's wonderful and great, but I'm just, I'm not impressed with his noodle arm. Um, I voiced that last week. I think we definitely need to find out something different for the backup position. It was great that we finally got to see Barkley when I didn't have to have a heart attack because I knew we were already winning that game. Um, I just dread the day that it happens when Allen goes out in a meaningful game and we have to rely on Barkley to go down and lead a scoring drive. I, I love the guy's heart. I love his leadership. He's a good teammate. You know, that's great. Um, but you're not a second string quarterback. You can be that guy that, you know, like Davis Webb. I know he's not probably practice squad eligible Barkley I'm talking about, but at the same point, it'd be nice to see him in that kind of role like Derek Anderson was for, a little bit kind of more of a mentor I'm never going to play but I'll kind of help you in the film room guy I still think we need to see something different next year in the quarterback position but at least this week if we play Barkley at least we'll find out for sure if he can do it or not I know we saw him light up the Jets in the past when he came in but I don't know. I'm just, I'm worried about it. So as far as predictions, I mean, it's hard for us to give a prediction here because in my opinion. Um, so I, I was going to, I was going to do something different for our predictions okay. this week um, because I do think it's difficult to predict this game because a lot of it depends on if the bills are playing starters or not. Yes. So barring, barring that, I didn't want to talk about the game overall because 
frankly, it doesn't matter if we win or lose it. it it's a pretty meaningless game. But I did want to do some predictions with you. So prediction number one is who do you think goes out at quarterback number one? Do you think it's Josh Allen? Do you think it's uh, uh, Matt Barkley? Or do you think it's Webb? Because they did activate Webb last week. Um, just as McDermott claims, just so he could get some experience traveling and knowing uh, the team. So I don't know, is that something you'd be interested in predicting? Uh, so as far as Davis Webb, I'll start with that. Um, I, I am a firm believer that the only reason we signed him to the active roster this week was because of the situation that unfolded with the Washington football team they're kind of in that situation now where they were not, they don't think Alex Smith is going to be ready next week. So they are going to be playing the quarterback. I Forgive me for not knowing his name. He just Heineke. came out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like Heineke. It's almost like Heineken. Yeah. So they had him, but they've got nobody to back him up right now. So I think they were worried because they do value Davis Webb in the meeting room. They say he is like another coach. He, has a good knowledge of football, but he's older. I, I just don't see him being that guy that we can really rely on as a second-string quarterback for the future. I'd much rather see somebody grow with Allen. But that kind of brings me to who I think is going to come out there for the first drive. And I think no matter what, Josh Allen is coming out on the first drive. Um, I would hope that we play him longer than that, but – if at all else, I believe we will be putting him out there for one drive. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I think McDermott has historically shown that even in completely meaningless games, he's going to put the starters out there for at least a drive. Um, so my next prediction or next uh, question is, do you think that with our backups, our team is good enough to beat Miami's starters? You know, that's another tough question, Randy. Um you know, I think we've got the heart to be able to do it. If, if Tua is starting, I think it's, it's possible. Uh, it just depends on how our defense shows up. I was very impressed in last night's game with Dean Marlowe. Uh, when he came in for Jordan Poyer after Jordan Poyer was hurt in the first half, he laid a lick on the quarterback. And it was beautiful. And if our second string can do that, I think, yeah, we can beat them. But I don't think we can put up a lot of points. So I think realistically, I've got to say, no, we're probably going to lose this game. If Barkley is playing, we're not going to put up more than 10 points. Negativity. I'm going to call it a win, even with our backups. I am supremely confident. And here's why the Miami Dolphins are not a good football team yet. They are moving in the right direction, but they remind me of the bills in 2016. I could easily see them. Um, being knocked out of the playoffs or knocked out of uh, – well, they have they clinched a playoff spot? I no. don't believe they have. No, they have to win, to, and I think they need some other things to happen as well to get in. So I, I could easily see them being knocked out of the playoffs this year um, and then next year being a threat. But until Tua shows me something, I'm not afraid of them. They're, they don't have a quarterback. It's like the Bills with Nathan Peterman. How am I going to be afraid of that? Yep, it's the same with the Patriots last night. Until the Patriots find an answer at quarterback, I'm not going to be scared of them next year or the year after that. Um, you know, 
quarterback's the biggest position, and we definitely got that in Josh Allen. Um, I, he's broken so many records. He continues to do it. And what else can you want out of the kid? He, he's cemented himself in the Buffalo Bills franchise records. He's listed almost everywhere now. You realize what tomorrow – or not tomorrow – what Sunday's game could mean for the Bills? No. They have yet to lose a divisional game. If they win on Sunday, they will have swept the entire division. So that would be the Bills not just taking the AFC crown, but literally smacking down the entire rest of the division, which reminds me of what the Patriots used to do in the early days of Tom Brady. Like the Tom Brady, actually, I guess it would be the mid days, the Brady Moss era. Yeah, this is definitely one of those times where that's something you've got to think about. Do you want to send a message? If you want to send a message that we are for real, we're the AFC champions, and we didn't get it on a fluke. Um, Granted, you're not going to get it on a fluke winning 12 to 13 games anyway. Um, But at the same point, if you can beat every team in your division, nobody can say anything about you. Yeah, I um, I think that's kind of where I'm at it with this game. I'm 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 happy to watch it. I'll be up at Al's watching it, uh, just because it's you know when we don't get to, we don't get to be in these situations often as Bills fans where we can kind of go and just have a celebration game. Like we already know we won the division. We now can just go and watch. Hopefully, our backups squish the fish. Yep, and I, I'm looking forward to potentially going to that game, weather dependent and a few different things, especially with my my wife as she nears the end of pregnancy. Um, but I've been looking forward to getting back to Al's at some point with all these crazy games and prime time. It's been kind of difficult for me to do the, do so. So to finally be back to our norm at 12 o'clock central time uh, definitely makes me open to the idea of going. So. Um, That's all I've got. Um, Go Bills. Go Bills.